But in Tzibi of Birchus Kainim, by the the mitzvah in the in this week's parsha of the blessing of the Kainim, as the pasuk says, so you shall bless the Jewish people, say to them, saying to them. Is Rashi Mefarish Deverter? Rashi quotes the words Emer Lahem, saying to them, and he says Kmoi Zachar V'Shamer. Balaz descent, um, like the words Zohar Veshama, which are in the Aseris Adibris in regards to Shabbos, the, um, <coughs> what he's trying to say is that the wording, as I'll explain a little later, that the word Amar, it should have said Emer Lahem, say in a, in, a, in a way of a command, say to them, Emer Lahem means saying to them. Which is just a root word, as he'll explain soon. Then he continues, Emer Lahem, he quotes the words again, say to them, the meaning is, that all of them should be able to hear it. All the, the, the kahol, the community to whom you're giving the blessing, should be able to hear. Emer, then he quotes again the word Emer, Mole, it's written with a vav in the word Emer. Do not bless them in a rush and in chaos, confusion. Do it with focus and concentration and with the whole heart. That's the Rashi. From them was by Yedin from the dry Pirushim is Rashi Matik them from Pasuk Tzvaymol Emer Lahem and Emol Emer. From the fact that in his three explanations of the word Emer Lahem. He quotes three times the word in the body of the Rashi, Emer Lahem, Emer Lahem, twice, and then the third time, Emer, just explaining the word Emer, is Muchach as Yeder Pirush is Masbara Bazunder Inyan Dem That each explanation of the three that Rashi gives is explaining a different point. That's why sometimes he says Emer Lahem, sometimes he only quotes Emer, one time he only quotes Emer. But we do have to understand the Baldas in the Eshte Tzvei Debra Maschel is a Mefarish Oich Demvort Emer Lahem. Since in the other two he's also explaining the word Lahem. And in Dritten Debra Maschel is a Mefarish Nor Demvort Emer Alein. And in the third time that he explains Emer, that he should say it, uh, you know, with focus and concentration, he's only explaining the word Emer, how to say it. Since in the first two he's explaining the word Emer and Lohem, how it should be told to them. In the first one he's only explaining the word Emer, how it should be said without focusing on the word Lohem. So it would seem that he should have explained first the word Emer as it is removed from the word Lohem, nothing to do with Lohem. And then he can go on to explain how Emer pertains to Lahem, the other two explanations. But he does it the opposite. First he explains Emer Lahem twice, and then he ex- goes back and explains the word Emer alone. From them Gufa is moving. So from this in itself, just from this point alone, we can understand that even though each explanation of Rashi is independent of the others, but they have to be written in this particular order that the explanation of Emer is at the very end because the answer that he is giving by the third explanation what it addresses the difficulty that it addresses follows in, on the heels of the earlier two Pirushim now that he's explained those two Pirushim so now he has to explain that a new difficulty arises, which is explained by the last point that he makes, Emer, that it should be done slowly with focus and so on. So of course we'll have to understand how those three Pirushim follow along after each other. Base the Eshton Pirush from Rashi, the first explanation that he gives, Kamei Zohar that this is similar to the word Zohar and Shomer, Zainim Mazbir, the commentaries explain as Rashi bavorin de shverekait in emvort emer vases nish beloshin tzibin or beloshin haiva. He's he's addressing the, what we said before that the word emer is not a command. It is not saying telling somebody do this, but rather 
it is saying to them as if it's happening all the time other mucker or what's known in the terminology of uh, diktuk of grammar in Lashon Kaidish, this is a word, sort of the source, the root word of the word saying. It is just describing the act of saying rather than telling someone to go ahead and say. Their Aleph is Nishmitat Segel, and the reason is because the Aleph is not with, uh, with a Segel, which would be Emer, or Adem Etachirik Vav, Tzumsov Imru, or if you say it to many people, you would be saying, like, you know, he's saying it to the to the community of Kayanim, say in the, in the plural, you should be saying, you should say so and so, a command that they should say. So either it should have been written with a segel or with a chirik, if you're going to have a vav at the end to make it uh, plural. And rather than uh, a segel or a chirik over here, it's written, it's written with the comets. Omer. Omer means not go ahead and say, but Omer means that the act of saying, so to speak. Is Rashi Mavair. So therefore Rashi explains it, according to the, some of the commentaries, as Emer is dotake nishkan tzivui, that the word Emer over here is not to be taken as a command to the Kayim, the mitzvah to the Kayim, nor Loshon But rather it is a, it means be saying, und das is nishkan oisnam, and Rashi says, this is not the only time that uh, this happens, that a command is given in the sense of be saying, or be doing something. Thus is Vizokha V'shomer, and that uh, we have precedent for this in the Torah already. In the Aseris Adibris, there is the word Zohar and Shomer, both, both in regards to Shabbos. Thus Loshon Haiver, Veneskum B'makam Tzivu, Vaista Demiradav Zayn Tomid that when the Torah means to give a command, like Zohar, you should remember the Shabbos, that's a mitzvah. Shomer, you shall keep the Shabbos, safeguard the Shabbos. And in this case, Emer say, is saying the following bracha to the Yidin. Why is it written in the present tense as if it's happening now to be saying? Because it means it's something that it has to be constant. This is something that has to be always on your mind or always in your in something you're you're always occupied by this mitzvah. As Rashi already explained earlier in regards to the mitzvah of Zachar, that when you remember the Shabbos, it's not just that when Shabbos arrives, that's when you remember it. The remembering of Shabbos has to be taken, has to be happening always, all the time. You should always be occupied by the remembrance of Shabbos. And that's why it's written in the present tense, as if it's something that has to be happening now, all the time. But other commentaries say it explain differently. Even though the word emer is not expressed as a command, rather than just the act of saying, is does the mocker this is, as we said before, the source, as is known in, uh, in Diktuk. On Rashi Zot, as Megifint in the Torah, the Mokir Oich Bayatzivoy. Rashi points out that even when the Torah means to simply be saying, this is what you should be doing, the, the Torah sometimes uses tar- terminology as the root source, source of the word. Like in the case of Zohar Veshama, which is also the root source of the word, even though the Torah does mean to say, you should be remembering Shabbos, you should be keeping Shabbos. So in the, but it's not written in the form of, you should be remembering, it's be remembering, the act of remembering. The Torah sometimes writes a mitzvah, a command, a proactive command, also in the mocker language. Light them alam is obakasha, but based on this, we have to understand. In addition to other difficulties that come up through this, the following: Since Rashi is only explaining the word omer in that first part of the Rashi. Why does he say also quote the word lahem from the pasuk? All he has to do is quote em, Omer. He's explaining the word Omer. 
could have simply said, Amar is similar to Zachar Vashamar, which we already explained uh, earlier. We also have to understand, Why does Rashi have to bring two examples of a mocker word being used as a command? He could have simply used one or the other, Zachar or Shamar. Why is it not enough to bring one example? Gimel. <coughs> In the Tzvetan Pirush from Rashi. Going now to the second explanation of Rashi. Say it to them in a way that they should all be hearing. The simple meaning of it uh, most likely is, and as the commentaries actually say, that you shouldn't think that the Kayin could simply say it to himself under an, an undertone and that doesn't have to be heard in the mitzvahs for him to give a blessing he's giving a blessing they don't have to hear the blessing even though the community to whom he's giving the blessing will not actually hear the blessing so the Torah says no, no you have to be saying it to them in other words, they have to be hearing it, that they should hear it. If it didn't mean, if the Kayin could simply mumble it to himself, then it would have said, Omer, say, Why does it say, Omer lahem, say to them, to teach you that they also have to be involved in it, they have to be able to hear it. Is nishmumet, so we have to understand about this. Number one, mimanavshech. Either way, oib Rashi's limit is from the word lahem. If the how does Rashi know that it should be heard by them is from the word lahem because they have to hear it. Shiyu kolim shaymim that they should hear. Dafenish ma'itik zayin the word omer emer. Then he shouldn't have quoted the word emer. On oib the raya from Rashi is zayich from the word emer. And if he also needs the word emer, it comes from there too, as the amira davzayin and oivim from tzukum alohem, that it has to be expressed, said, in a way that it should reach them. In other words, they should hear it. Which is, of course, more logical that this is what it means. Because it fits better with what the Pasuk is saying. Because, in fact, the Torah is not talking here to the Yidin, to the Yisraelim. The Torah is talking to the Kayanim. So therefore the whole thing is focused on how they should be saying it in a way that it should arrive also to the ears of the Yisraelim. So therefore the word Amar is important in this Rashi because the focus is not Lahem, how the Yidin should be listening to it. That's not the mitzvah here. The Yidin should be listening to the Bracha. The mitzvah is that they should be saying it in a way that they could hear it, that it should arrive to them. Rashi is lashing it outside Behesim to them, so that Rashi should have said it in a way that it focuses on the Kayanim saying it rather than on the Israelim hearing it. what the Gemara says, as the that the Birchus Kayanim should be said loudly in a loud voice rather than focus that it should arrive, they should be able to hear it. Because the focus is not how the Yidin should take it, but rather how the Kayinim should say it. So that should be the focus. Say it aloud, in a loud voice. Number two, Vibal does Rashi mean Shoyl Zayn as the Brachas on Zayn bin bin Atzmam, since Rashi means to say that the, the Kayinim have to understand that they shouldn't be saying it to themselves, but rather project it so that the Israelim should hear it. Why doesn't he spell it out? As in the next Pirush he says, what you should not do, do not give them the blessing in a rush and in a chaotically. As it actually does say in the Gemara and in Sifri, Sifri in the Gemara, so, uh, it says that you shouldn't say it to yourself, you should say it loudly. But Rashi does, skips over the thing, you shouldn't say it to yourself. You would think that it's uh, that even more so in this case it should be that way. If in the Sifri in the Gemara was dos, is alimid mita ben eshter le Mishnah. Sifri, which is commentary like a Mishnah like um, study. 
and the Gemara, which is, of course, the Gemara, which is addressed at a 10-year-old, the Mishnah, Sifri, and the Gemara is to a 15-year-old. If for a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old, the Gemara finds it necessary to spell out that they shouldn't say it to themselves or quietly. And it's not simply understood by saying, say it loudly. It's not enough. You have to explain what they shouldn't be doing. So then Rashi certainly has to explain it. Because he's talking to a five-year-old who is studying Chumash. So if it has to be explained to a 15-year-old, it certainly has to be explained to a five-year-old. So why does Rashi leave out what they shouldn't be doing, that it shouldn't be just to themselves or quietly? Number three, Why does it say that they all have to be hearing it? It doesn't say who he's talking about, who is they. And even though it's true that this is coming following the Pasuk that says this is how you should give your bracha to the Bnei Yisrael, so it doesn't mean, of course, that if this is a bracha, when the Kainim give a bracha in this shul, they're not giving a bracha to all the Yidin in the whole world, they're addressing it to the people in this gathering. It seems it would have been more fitting, the wording should have been, similar to what the Sifri says, that all the people that have gathered here should be, that the whole world, the gathered people should hear it, not Kulam. What does all of them mean? Who is it addressing? Does it mean all the Eden in the world? Who is Kulam? What does Kulam mean? Hakahol would have been more appropriate, it would seem. Talad. In the Dritten Pirush, then comes the third explanation. Emmer is Mali, written with a Vav. It could have been written without a Vav, it's written with a Vav. Loisavarchem Bechaposin, that teaches that you shouldn't uh, give them the blessing in a rushed way, over Baholos, in a confusing, disorganized way. Ella, Bekavanobalev Shalom, rather in a focused way and with a full heart. We have to understand about this. Number one, as was discussed many times already, is the shinu from Molivachosa Nishken Kasha in Pshutishal Mikra. Whether a word appears with a vav or without a vav or with a yud or without a yud in the in the Chumash is not something which pertains necessarily to Pshutishal Mikra, and that's not something that Rashi finds necessary to explain why is it written with a vav or without a vav. The other rabbi, in fact, the rubber, the rubber from Veta, the Chumash, Vazain, and other Malia, the Chaser, in most cases, when it comes upon a word that could have been written either Malia or Chaser and is written in one way or the other, Shtelzach Rashi of the Nishop, Rashi doesn't focus on it, he doesn't explain why here is it written with above, why there without above. Sidon Vences, Darshadakadim, Shudashal Mikra, unless it pertains somehow to some difficulty that is in the simple understanding of the Pesukim, and therefore Rashi must explain it. Which the, the question gets answered by the fact that it's either with a Vav or without a Vav. So we have to understand, what is missing in this Pesuk, in this Pesukim, Mikra, understanding this word, Amr Lehem, that the fact that it's written with a vav is answered and that's why Rashi focuses on the fact that it has a vav what is he answering by telling us that it's written with a vav number two we have to understand about this pshat why, did it, why would it occur to anyone that the kainim should be giving a blessing to the yidin which is done in a rush done in a confused, in a disorganized way, why would we have to say, don't do it that way? Why would anybody think that it would be done that way? It has to be um, pointed out that it should not be done that way. In Medrash state, it says in the Medrash, Hashem said to the Kainim, 
it's not because I commanded you to give a bracha to the Yidin, that's why you should be doing it. You have no choice. There's a mitzvah. So you have to go through the motions, you have to go ahead and do it. And it's done in a way that it's, you know, getting it over with, so to speak. Rather, it should be come from the heart. You should do it with focus and attention. Because the Pidush HaPashat in them is, the simple meaning of this is, as the commentaries do explain it this way, as we bowed, as the Ebishtad, Ibigigem, the Kainim, as his own bench in the Yidin. Since Hashem gave the, the Kainim the job of giving the blessing to the Yidin, they might end up doing it in a rushed and in a, uh, an aggressive way or something like that. So therefore that's what he's saying, that, uh, that it should be done slowly and that's the reason why we would think that they might want to do it or end up doing it that way. So he says, no, be careful and be focused. We can't say that this is what Rashi means over here. Because if that's what he meant, he would have explained why he's saying something like that. And it's also understood why this doesn't really fit with the simple understanding of these words in the Pasuk. Because we already uh, have learned the mitzvah of a haftorecha kamaycha to love another yid is punk vid kayin villas bishasman benched em so the zai nishbeche pozen so therefore it's self understood that since the kayin wants that if somebody gives him a bracha he shouldn't give it to him in a rushed and an aggressive way nor bekavon avalev shalom that he should give it to him with focus and with a whole full heart that does hazay zichazayin vener benchedin so certainly he understands that this is the way he needs to do it as well so it can't be that this is simply the meaning of this mitzvah. And we also can't say that why would you think that it, should, that it will be done in this uh, disorganized way is because So since they have this uh, command from Hashem that they should be the ones giving the bracha to the Yidin so this would become like overwhelming to them. Uh, we are in the position to give the bracha to the Yidin. It's something, whenever you think about it, you get, you get overwhelmed. And therefore they'll do it in a way that is not with focus and so on. They become overwhelmed by the emotional impact of it. But you can't say that that's what it is. For them, because if it's necessary... That Hashem has to say, as the Eivishes Atzivas on Nisht Aruisrov and Kain Bahola, that uh, when a Yid is approaching to do a mitzvah of Hashem, he should do it not in a disorganized way because of he's overcome by the emotion. How does the Torah get Abavarim Glaich by the Meshn Mitzvahs? Then the Torah should have said this right at the beginning, as he was mentioning the very first mitzvahs. Does the Eivish start on Gezakt in Parsha by? Like let's say in Parsha Bay Achedish Adalachem, where the mitzvahs begin, by the mitzvah from in Parsha Why is he suddenly coming up with this idea that a yid could be overwhelmed by emotional uh, turmoil because he's doing Hashem's mitzvah? This should have been discussed at the very beginning of all mitzvahs, not here towards you know Parsha Nasei, well into uh, well past having discussed many, many mitzvahs. Number three, What does Rashi mean by saying two expressions? In a rushed way, in a disorganized way. Where does he get these two specific expressions? A fourth thing that we have to understand, is Rashi and the same is he uses two expressions in what they should be doing. With focus and with a whole heart. Why does he mention those two? Especially that in the Medish, from where he takes it, it's written, only one expression is used with a whole heart rather than with Kavana. Hey, so the Bir the explanation of all this. 
The Hechrich von Rashi as the Pirush von Omer, Emer, is Omer, rather, is Kemoizacha Veshomer, that the word over here of Omer is similar to Zacha Veshomer, is from them, was the Pasuk Zacht Omer Lahem. Because the Pasuk says Omer Lahem, and the Far is a Maitik Beideverte. And that's why he quotes the word Lahem also, even when he's explaining only the word Omer. What does it mean? Then as Vod Gishtan in the Lashon Kais Varuchus Ben Yisrael Amar, if it would have said only this is how you should be blessing the Yidden Amar, saying Vod Migalen BePashtus, it would have been explained, understood in this way as Amar is Nishken Sivui, that the word Amar here is not a mitzvah, a command to the Kayanim. You should say to them the bracha. I give you a mitzvah to give them a blessing. Rather, we would say that what it means is, it would be interpreted as the word by saying. Not you should say, but rather by saying. When the Pirish from possible given, and the meaning of this passage would have been, you sh- when you bless the Yidden, these are the words you should be saying. Not that there is a mitzvah for the Kayanim to go ahead and give a blessing to the Yidden, but rather, if the, when you are blessing Yidden, these are the words you should say. So Omer would be saying with a colon, this is what you should be saying when you're giving them a, a bracha. But not that there is a mitzvah for the Kayanim to give a bracha to the Yidden. But since now the word the Pasuk says, saying to them is a significant now it becomes a command, say to them, as similar to the other mitzvah to the Kainim that they should not become contaminated from those relatives or whatever it's talking about, whether it's a sheritz or a relative. Only this was written just previously, and also there's a number of such commands which have the word lahem, which makes it into a command. <coughs> so now that the word lahem is written, so now it becomes a command. But if it's now, if it's meant to be a command, the question comes up. Then why is it written as a mocker? Not as a command. Why isn't it written emoir that you should say so and so to them, or imru you you as a plural as a group, the kainim as a group should be saying, uh, giving them a bracha. If it's if it says lahem, which makes it into a command, then why is the word amar written as amar, not a command, but rather it should have been written as emoir. The, the word as a mocker, omer, which just describes the act of saying, and the word emer, which means a proactive command to go ahead and say, are two different things. Because when you talk about the act of saying, it doesn't necessarily say you should be involved in the act of saying. It doesn't mean that. So therefore, if it's meant to be a command, as we see from the word lahem, so then why does it say omer rather than emer? Does Rashi, and that's what Rashi comes to answer as chach omer lahem is that sivoy that even though Amr Lam is meant as a command, you should be giving them a bracha, and as vegan, it could still be written as a mocker, the root word of, uh, the root source of the word, the, just describing the act of what it is. Amr mitakometz, kamay zachar as we find by zachar v'shamer. Pumvi by zachar and shamer, because just as by zachar v'shamer is the mechuvah natsivoy, certainly over there, the intent is that it's a mitzvah. Undashteit, uh, and still it's written as a mocker. The fire was thus vice of an Indian Tmidi, and the reason that it's written as a mocker is because it means to convey that this is something that shouldn't be done occasionally, it's something that you should always be involved in, 
always remembering Shabbos, always guard, safeguarding Shabbos. Virashi is dot mefarish, as Rashi already explained it over there. Azayis aseich by over there means by Shabbos. Azayis aseich by mitzvah from Omer lahem. So also when Hashem gives the mitzvah of Omer lahem, as thus is gizagivar meloshem mocker, that the reason that it's written as a mocker mitzad dem tam was birchas kainim is a inyan tmidi. The reason is because the mitzvah of birchas kainim is something that applies constantly, always, as will soon be explained. Elaborated. Vav al pizev Based on this, we'll also understand. Favas Rashi dav hobn beiderayas. Why Rashi needs two proofs for this? Siphon zocher and siphon shomer. From both words zocher and shomer, it's not enough from one. The rayif and zocher alein is nishgenug. The proof from the word zocher wouldn't be enough. Or in bishleim of zocher, because we could say. I can understand by the word Zacher is Masim Alosha Makar of Tzivoy. There it's fitting to say the Makar expression, even though it's meant to be a mitzvah. Because you always have to remember about Shabbos, Virashi Taich, as Rashi explains it over there, Tnu Lev, Liska Tomid, that one should pay attention always and remembering Shabbos in every way, you know, something good comes up and so on. Thus Rashi made Nishdafki the Pula no, the nesinus leiv liska tamid, and he doesn't mean you should go through ag like you know you see something good to buy, buy it for Shabbos. Not only that, it goes more than that. You should always be have that in mind. You should always be in a frame of mind that you're always ready to to do something for Shabbos. Shabbos always has to be on your mind. So then it's not something that is limited to a specific time. It could be done any Tuesday in the middle of the day. Whereas the mitzvah of It's not talking about something that applies all the time. It only applies it at certain times in the year. So it, normally we do it on Yontav and so on, but even if you say that it does apply every day, in fact, as they do it in Etisrol, even so, it happens once a day or the, in the morning by davening, and then after that, it doesn't happen again for the whole day. Whereas by Zohar, it's something that should always be uppermost in your mind. It should always be there in your mind. So what kind of a Tmidi applies to Omer? So therefore you would say that Zohar, it makes sense that it should be written as a Mokar. But how does Omer get written as a Mokar? It's not constant. That's why Rashi also brings in Shomer. Was von dem was Rashi sagt, bepaschte Zacher Shomer. Und nicht, ist nicht beteiligt, welcher meint. He just simply quotes Zacher Veshomer without having to tell you which exact Zacher Veshomer he's talking about. Is Mucha, Chazes Batzitzach, zu der Lushene Zacher Veshomer, was man schon gelernt und was man was hat man scheiches zwischen sich. Therefore, it's obvious that it's talking about that Zacher Veshomer which we know about already. And the ones that are related to each other, the words Zacher and Shomer are related to each other. It's not two separate categories, things that, that are unrelated. And this is the Zacher of Shabbos, which is obviously talking about the Zacher Shomer of Shabbos. So what? Shmir Shabbos is Nishkem Midi. The keeping of Shabbos, safeguarding Shabbos, keeping Shabbos, is not something that applies all the time. When could you say you should keep Shabbos? You, should, you shouldn't do malacha, you shouldn't do anything that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. Only on Shabbos. You can't do that any other day. And even so, the word Shamar also says as a mocker. Shamar mitakamitz. Which indicates something which is constant. Is from them arayis. So from here we see, from the shomer we see, as oichap ulav inyavas men is nish tutnish b'cholays. That even the kind of mitzvah that is not something that applies all the time, you can't do it on Tuesday. Novibal does ved getomet atmidis in zmanim kvuim. But since it's something that comes up all the time, 
52 times a year, every week, at the every Shabbos. This happens, applies, and is relevant every single Shabbos. That's enough of a constant that you should now be able to say Shomer as a mucker because it's constant. This is always happening. You always need to be keeping Shabbos. Pastadim Loshan Mokr. And it's still fitting to use a Loshan Mokr. And therefore, in the case of Omer, it could also apply, even though you don't do Berchus Kayanim every day or even all day and so on. On the other hand, the Raya from Shomer Alain is not Venik Raya from Zacher. The, to bring a proof from the word Shomer is even less of a Raya than the word, from the word Zacher. Why? Keeping Shabbos is not something that you proactively do. There's nothing to do to keep Shabbos. It is a negative. It's a refrain from doing Malacha. That's how you keep Shabbos. That's how you perform the mitzvah of Shmira Shabbos of Shomer. Then one would be able to say that then you can use a constant, a, a word that indicates, that connotes constants. Because even though the, the mitzvah of Shomer only pertains to a specific time, only on Shabbos, Still, every single moment of the day of Shabbos, certainly on the day of Shabbos, you have to be in a, a mode of Shomer. It, it applies every single moment of Shabbos. And not, maybe not even only Shabbos, but even the rest of the week. You're still not violating Shabbos, even on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You are in a, you're, you could be said to be performing Shomer even in the middle of the week. You're not violating Shabbos. Because when he works on, uh, during the week, he's not violating Shabbos. So this is something that is happening every single moment of the Yid's life. It's supposed to be happening. All week, of course, he's not violating Shabbos. On Shabbos too, he has to make sure every moment of Shabbos not to be violating Shabbos. So it's something that is happening always. The Liber... <coughs> So therefore, one would say, but in the case of Omer, how is that happening all the time? It's not happening all the time. So how could you use a mucker for Omer? So therefore, the better proof is the Ribbit is the Eshter the Ikeraya from Zohar. Therefore, Rashi first quotes Zohar, because that's a better Raya, which is a, an active mitzvah, something that you have to go ahead and do, it's not just something that you refrain from doing. Therefore, obviously, it's not going to have the same constants as something that you're not doing, which can always be set to happening. And even so, we see that Zohar is still said, even though it doesn't have the same constants as Shomer, and therefore we can apply the same to Omer, that it could also be, it has a certain constants, and because of that certain constants, it can be said, Balash and Makar. Well, that is, is moving by Omelahem. In a similar way, we understand in regards to Omelahem, as Chodesh de Pu'ulu from Birchus Kainim is Nishken Inyat Midi, even though the act of Birchus Kainim is not something that happens every moment of the day, nor Bizman Mesuim, it's only to a specific time. But since it's something which is constant in the time in which it pertains, whether it is uh, as we do only on Yom Tov, or the Yedin Tog, or even if it happens every day, but it's only during davening and so on, it's still fitting to use a, con- a word that con- connotates constants. Similar to what we find the word Tomid, which means constant by the Menorah. It's not Ner Tomid, it didn't burn 24 hours. The Menorah didn't burn 24 hours, it only had to burn overnight. 
But since it was something that had to be lit every single night, therefore it's called Tamit. But according to that, how we understand it now, it leaves another difficulty. Number one, we bowed, asai, vi, zog since the Torah is not telling us over here what is the time, when is it that you're supposed to do Berchus Kayanim, it doesn't mention anything about about when is the right time for it. Tavaz given the So then, what is added by saying Amalahem? It should be constant. We don't understand what that means. What is the constants of it? Since it says already that this is you should be giving the bracha to the Yidden. And then the word Amalehem, which gives it a certain constance. But what is that constance? Nothing is explained about it. So what does it mean? What does Amalehem add in the end? We know already that they have to give a bracha. You're adding that it should be constant, but you don't explain at all what the constance is. It's difficult to say that what he means is that if it only said without Amalehem, one could have mistakenly said, as Birchus Kainim is an inyufan rushus, that Birchus Kainim is something which it's up to you. You could give them a bracha, but if you want to give a bracha, then if Ved Velm mentioned that when a Kayan is moved to give a bracha to a yid, is Kayasabarhu, this is how you should do it. These are the words that you should use. Azaimidem Nusach that use these words, or to mention, that's when you should, that's the words you should use, when you decide that you want to bench the Yid, when the Riber is the Amalem. that's why the Tere has to come along and say, no, say it to them, Ados is that Sivui, that no, you are commanded to give a bracha, it's not an option, it's not optional, and then the mitzvah becomes, these are the words you should use, it's a proactive mitzvah, this is what you must do, you must give a bracha, that's how you could have explained it, but that is difficult because then it should have said the opposite. The order of the Psukim should have been opposite. First he has to tell the Kayanim, you have a mitzvah that you should give to the that you should give a bracha to the Eden. And then you get into the details of the mitzvah. Then you have to say, You have a bracha to give them a, you have a mitzvah to give them a bracha. You want to know what to say? These are the words you should say. But not start with, these are the words you should use when you give a bracha. And you have a mitzvah to give that bracha. That's the reverse, that's saying it in reverse. So that can be what it means. Number two, Nachmer, even more of a question. Omer lahem, say to them, is nishbleza yitr loshen l'chayre. The word, it's, it's not just extra words. It, goes, it seems to go against the concept of the bracha. The nusra bracha kula is beloshin yachid. It doesn't fit with the actual wording in the bracha. The bracha is all written in singular, talking to, a sing, to you, to a specific person. Yevarechacha, v'yishmerecha, yoyrelecha, v'chuneka, all these are words where you're talking one-on-one to one person. Where a say to them is talking to the community as a whole. So how is it, why would you use a terminology that is not, doesn't fit with the actual words of the bracha, which is seen as one-on-one? From them is Rashi's hechrech. From this Rashi te'ed knows now Rashi knows that this is not just directed at the Kayanim. Yes, the main thing of the mitzvah is directed at the Kayanim, that this is what they should do. But because it's Lahem, the Torah right throws in Lahem in a way that is not in accordance with the Bracha itself. So from this Rashi takes that we're also that this is also speaking in a way that includes the community of Yisraelim. So the Bnei Yisrael, the Shaymin, the ones that are hearing the Brachas, you call them Shaymin, that Lahem is teaching us 
that they have to be able to hear it, that they have to be included. This is not directed only at the Kayanin and what they should do, but also it includes the group as well. They need to be part of it. The beer in them. What is the meaning of this? The the bracha from the kainim is takabaloshin yachid. The bracha, the kainim express their, they, they articulate the bracha in a one-on-one yachid. Thus, hey, is a bench in yedinim bifne atzmeel tzyachid. They bench, they convey their bracha to each individual yid alone. Each one, though. Le'idach, on the other hand. Tafin the kainim benchin in a eifin shiu kolim shoimim. They have to give the bracha in a way that is inclusive of everyone. As Allah Andru and the Yochid's own head and the Dem Yochid, the Yochid Bed Gebench. In other words, that everybody has to be able to hear the bracha that the Kayan is saying to this person and to that person, but to each individual. But yet, there is certain, something about the community that everybody is involved. Alt Kulam, Alt Klau, that all it should be done as a community, it has to be inclusive. When the myth is moving, so from this we understand from the fact that it has to be bring together the individual, but as a as uh, as he is a part of the uh, community. Why now Rashi says that it should be done, it shouldn't be done in a, in a rushed way and in a confused way. Why does he suddenly say that? Since the bracha requires that it should have all of these things together. The bracha has to be directed and the focus has to be on every individual. And the bracha at the same time, it has to be inclusive to all of the, to everyone, to the entire community. So that could cause a confused, like a, you don't know where you're coming or going. Is it individual? Is it a community? So it could lead to, as that by Emzain, the Chepazin and the Bracha, um, it will sort of uh, he'll run through it. He has to do it quickly because given it's a from them kulam if because on the one he's benching you and benching dich, I'm benching you, and then he's uh, he has to focus on the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. Sort of he has to be able to get everybody in as as an individual. How do you do that without doing it quickly? Since he has to now go to the next one and to the third one and so on, and then he has to also <coughs> he has to have in mind the community as a whole. could also mean the merging, a bringing together of the many individuals. So. At the, on the one hand, he's rushing through everyone to get everyone in individually. Then he has to bring them all together, so it causes Baha'u'llahs. And when Zayn Tzutumult and Tzumishmitz had the Merikavana, so he becomes confused and disorganized because there are so many directions that he's going in. And on the one hand, each individual, now he has to bring it all together. It causes confusion. So therefore, we understand now why it could lead to confusion. Because of what the previous answer said, that Amalahem means that in addition to the individual, it also should be inclusive of everyone. The Rebbe's Rashi, therefore Rashi comes along and he gives a third explanation. State Emer, now he says it says Emer Mole with Avavaramda, because there needs to be an emphasis on this. Uh, that when a Kayin gives a bracha he shouldn't get caught up in confusion you have to f- organize yourself, focus you have to have focus on each individual at the same time with everybody together at the same time it should be without confusion and disorganization you have to be fully into it, fully attentive, fully attentive to both sides of it, and that's why the Torah has to say it. 
Das heißt, the Kayin can doch trachten, as if all the Menschen, a ganze Ediyidin. The Kayin could be thinking, since he has to give a bracha to the whole community, that Yedin Eden Benchen mit Achelag was in hearts, so therefore he'll, he'll sort of divide his attention and focus a little bit to each one. If them zakmenim unbelieve shalom, that's why he has to be told no. You have to have a full heart focused on each one. As yedri dafa ben shemitz and gatzahas, he has to have his whole heart into every single individual and not to sort of try to work on dividing it a little bit here and a little bit there, and uh, this will solve the problem. In other words, not to divide his attention amongst the many people that he's giving a bracha to, but that each one should have his whole, he has to multiply his attention so that everybody gets the full attention. Ches, when Yenish al-Tayrah appears Rashi, the Yenish al-Tayrah, the inner dimension of Tayrah, which can be found in this Rashi, the Tzvei Dugmois, as Rashi brings of Amalahem, these two examples, but thus is Kamei Zohar V'Shamer, he brings the two examples of Zohar V'Shamer, is Nishbleis Mazbir, Diverter Amalem. It doesn't just explain the words of Amalem. No, thus is Eichag Say, but it's also an introduction. A sort of it gives a a preamble to what is being spoken about. So the Berachas Kainim, the Zohar V'Shamer is an introduction. Somehow leads you into the Berachas Kainim. What is that? If Yevarechacha Taich Rashi, she is Baruchu Nechasecha. Rashi says that what is Yevarechacha? That your your assets should be blessed. If Yishmerecha, what does he say about Yishmerecha? So Rashi Shleivel Echasheded him little Mamaincha. That you shouldn't be robbed by people to take away the money that you earned. The Rashi is Ma'ira Bozav. The Azay does his by Abbas of Adam. As Rashi explains how this could apply to a, how this could happen in the case of a human. If somebody gives you a gift, but then somebody comes along and takes it away, what value? you got a gift, but you have no benefit from it. When a human gives you a gift, he can only give it to you, but he can't ascertain that it should remain with you. He doesn't have control what happens after that. The Eibishter, he can give you the gift, and he can also keep it safe while it is with you. So that's your Rechva and Yishmerecha. Vaslachayir is Nishmum and the Gansa Arichas and Pirish Rashi. Rashi, he, it's very wordy. There's a lot said there. He says, Kivin Shabayim listim olav and oitam oisim imena. That if thieves come and they take it away from him. Mahanoi yeshli mamatanazu, what benefit did he have from this gift? Lachayir is the Sadabra Poshat. This is something which is obvious. Rashi doesn't have to explain at length about this issue. So what's Rashi? What is he coming to tell us here? Now Rashi is the mit madgish as yivarecha yishmerecha zayin nishkin tzvei bazunderi inyanim. What he's trying to say is that yivarecha and yishmerecha are not two separate, unrelated things. No, thus is ein bracha. It's really one blessing. The bracha b'shtet, the bracha is consists of she is baruch nechasecha that your assets, your holdings, should be blessed. Multiplied, you should have a lot. But the blessing should come in a way that the Ebishel also keeps it safe. Because if he doesn't keep it safe, so then what's the benefit of having a lot if you lose a lot? Because then if the Yishmerecha is not there, then the Yishmerecha was useless. So therefore, it's really one and the same. Now that is, that's why he dwells on it to make sure that we understand that it's really one bracha. Now that is by Hashem The same is in the next the third bracha. Hashem should find should show you a favorable face, and he should give you peace. That's also not two separate things. Not ein bracha. It's also one bracha. which is made up of a positive and a negative. When can Zayim be Yosem Lachos Sholem? When can you have peace? B'Shas is Do Yis Hashem Panavelecha Yichvish Kasei. Only when Hashem shows you a favorable face, which means a favorable demeanor, which means He controls His anger. He may get angry. There may be reason why Hashem might be angry at you, but He doesn't. He doesn't get angry. So then you can have peace. 
When the Rebbe is Rashi Mefarish of them was the Tehidazokt Omer Lehem. That's why Rashi explains about Omer Lehem. Zogzei Debrachas. That uh, as Debracha is Kumei Zoha Veshomer. That when the Kainim are told that they should say these Brachas, the Brachas have to be understood to be similar to Zoha Veshomer. Meaning, Zoha Veshomer for Shabbos and Inishkan Tzvei Bazundar Zachem. Just like by Zohar and Shomer, it's not two unrelated things. Not a Inyan, it's really one mitzvah. They're so related to each other that they were both uttered in the same breath. Hashem said both words at the same time, which is of course impossible for any, anyone else to do, but the Ebeshter is able to do it, and he said them at the same time. That's how related they are, they are to each other, that they're actually uttered in one word. Not in one sentence, in the same word. Then is the Zohar Bishlemus. When can the Zohar remembering Shabbos be considered perfect? B'Shas is the Shomer. When you have Shomer, when you keep Shabbos in your safeguard Shabbos. Shmir Shabbos. Aldevaz Azakrashi is Amr Lehem. So also, Amr Lehem is the same thing. Yede Brochad, Postakainim Benchen Eden. Every bracha that the Kainim give to the Yidin, Bashtait von Achiv and Ashmira, Shlila, is made up of the positive aspect of it and the Shmira or Shlila, the, the, the preventing the negative. So, Zainan, Ein Inyan Kanal, they are really one and the same as the Yivarecha is Baruch Nechasecha, that the Yivarecha, which means that Hashem should give you blessing in your holdings. Is an in an oifim fun viyishmerecha will be come along with preventing anything negative from happening. Who an oisin or shomer? He's the one that gives it to you. He's the one that safeguards it. On dafke demol does the bracha hashlem is the only then could the bracha be considered to be a meaningful bracha, just like zacher b'shomer. In other words, that it's the amar lahem the brachas that you are giving them are similar to the set of zacher b'shomer. So also each blessing is made up of. There's the positive aspect of it and preventing anything negative from happening. So therefore now Rashi continues on to explain. Say it to them in a way that they can all hear it. As the Achon and Achshara. That what is the preparation? What is, uh, brings as the brachas will say and gozeh. How do you bring about that this is the kind of bracha it should be? Ein bracha was bashtet from chiyav and shmirish lila. A bracha which is made up of both the positive and preventing the negative is b'shasas by Eden. That's when, if in the case of the Eden, as well as the intent with which the Kayanim give the bracha to the Eden. If the Eden have both of these, these two types of uh, the positive and the negative. The chiyuv, the bracha is beloshin yachutzi yedneinim b'miyuchad. On the one hand, it's said to each one individually. Saib amiris kainim, both in the way the kainim say it. Saib b'shmiyus vehergish from yidden, and the way the yidden accept it, and the way they take it. It's each one individually. Liidach, but on the other hand, shiyu kulam shemim. It has to be inclusive of the entire community. Yeah, the Yochadeh does when Gita Brachot so at Sveitin Eden, and so all under the Eden, everyone is aware and knows that this is a Bracha which is inclusive of every single individual and to everybody as a whole. In other words, you don't only hear that it's a Bracha expressed to you, but you know that it's expressed to you, but also to every single other Yid around you and to everybody as a whole. The only way that a Yid can hear and understand and be happy and satisfied that every single Yid is getting this bracha, the same bracha, is by not feeling egotistical, not feeling your own importance. Everyone is equal to this bracha. Everyone deserves an equal bracha. So you need both in order to have the proper intent and then when the bracha is in a way that all of us are one and united is does the then that is the uh, the proper channel through which 
Hashem says, I will bless you. Hashem, our Father, blesses us. Until we get to the final bracha, to the most important bracha, which is that everyone should have peace. Which is equal to all the other brachas together. Until we get the perfect, the, the perfect state of peace. When Mashiach will come, Shalom Shmei, that he is called peace. And then all the nations will be included in this. That Hashem will, uh, all the, the nations will turn to Hashem. That everybody calls out to the name of Hashem to serve Hashem as one. Because the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem, like the water covers the sea. And then there will be perfect peace amongst all humanity.